0: Welcome to Faking Lit, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. My name is Shin Si. I love books so much that every day I go to my pillow, I put a book underneath it, and I whisper my secrets to this book. And sometimes the book speaks back to me, and I put those words that the book speaks to me down in another book which I read from. And then I take the words that I've read and make music out of it.
2: song again. <laughs> um, hello, I'm Johnny Gillum. Uh, I, I, I used to like to read in the bath when I moved to a smaller place, so now I read in the shower.
3: Hmm? Um, my name's Lucy Roper. Uh, my mum is actually a librarian, um, but I don't shout about it. Uh, particularly not in libraries.
1: <laughs> my name is Donnie Bagels, and that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Donnie,
0: Thank you. It was um, it's, it's a song that's very close to my heart. Like I said, it had been whispered to me by the book that I keep under my pillow. You could tell. Yeah.
1: Listen in the, the music.
0: Thanks. Thanks. I'm glad. I, I was happy to share that with everybody here. It's like mm, a little mm. piece of myself floating into the ether and into people's ears uh, through the medium of uh, podcasts.
1: Mm, mm. <clears throat>
0: Um thank you very much for joining me today. Uh we will be discussing um a, a again I think a moving lovely book about memory, childhood and maturity. Um we will be reading and discussing Cider with Rosie by Laurie Lee.
1: Mm. Now
0: um obviously people out there will be aware of the television adaptation of um Cider with Rosie. Um I like the idea of this book being adapted for TV uh and giving us a glimpse into a lost way of life. But there's something about the way that a book is written that chimes much more closely with the way that memory actually works, and something that TV will never be able to capture, I don't think. Um, do you agree with me? Or do you think
2: that this is something that I'm just talking nonsense right now? I wouldn't say TV will never be able to capture, oh, okay. because who knows how good TV is going to get. Mm. That's a good
0: point. Mm. I mean, like, what if they managed to beam like TV into your brain directly one of these days?
2: I mean, that, that could happen, too. I don't think that's the same as thing, it being a good TV adaption. <laughs> I, I could say that's some kind of um, Han zarkov style mind control. Well, yes, yeah,
0: no, that's, that's fair, but that's almost like, you know, they could beam it to your brain. It's almost like being as good as your memories now, isn't all,
2: it? You know, all art is a form of mind control.
0: Mm, interesting. <laughs> which interesting. is why it should be
2: stopped. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> well, we just, no. All art should be stopped. Is that what you're saying? I think so.
1: The Mona Lisa should be stopped. Yeah, it's it's mind control. The Mona Lisa is mind control.
2: Okay, so let's say, Donnie, you're going about your life.
1: Yeah. You're in the Louvre. In the Louvre. uh, Yeah. (laughs)
2: Mm. Suddenly, whose thoughts are they in my head? Leonardo's. (laughs) That's not the way I would see the Mona Lisa. Now you can't but see her as he wants you to see her.
0: With that sort of that mysterious enigmatic smile yeah but um like right? dustin
2: but... hoffman <laughs> no, I'm... in
0: rain man yes uh but yeah no i i, I totally get what you're saying mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Uh, it is mm-hmm. all art is a form of mind control i just think it's a good form of mind control because it's like telling you most art is telling you to be be a good person be kind to of one another uh maybe like uh like maybe be an open-minded person you know mm-hmm. uh i think that's what art's here to do right it's like instructions for being better I, human beings.
3: I haven't seen it used for bad yet. I mean, mm. there's not a villain out there who puts subliminal messages in paintings for people to... What about to...
1: Cruella de Vil? <laughs> Cruella de Vil wants to kill puppies right. to make a piece of clothing for her fashion. Is that...
3: Oh, fashion and art. Yeah, okay. very closely linked.
1: Okay, no, de Vil's really. a god. Damn asshole.
3: Okay, I agree. No, that's I agree. fair,
1: that's fair. I
0: mean, the fact that her name is basically Cruel Devil is kind of a giveaway, isn't it? A bit on the
1: nose. Nominative determinism.
0: I, the, the parents of Cruella Devil. It's like, let's call her Cruella. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great idea, Mr. Devil.
1: Uh, Deville. My name is Evil Deville. Evil <laughs> Deville. It sounds Dutch. <laughs>
0: The DeVille family, do you reckon they all had, like, names that were just a bit on the nose?
1: Bastard DeVille. <laughs> Forgotten DeVille, <laughs> of
2: course.
1: Stan. De, yeah, Stan DeVille. <laughs> like Satan? Did you get that? <laughs> Satan DeVille, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Satan, Satan, yeah. Satan DeVille. Call me Stan for short. Demon DeVille. <laughs>
0: So like, oh yeah, that's nominative determinism in action. Um, mm. Just name your child something like uh, Evil Monster. It's <laughs> so like, hi, my name's Evil Monster, and I'm an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, but no, we're not talking about the 101 Dalmatians. We're talking about Side of Rosie. Now, mm. look, technically, this is an interesting book, because we do have a strict uh, fiction-only rule on Faking Lits. Now, some people would argue that this is not a work of fiction; it's a memoir. But I would say that, like this, there's a lot of blurred lines in this. Really, uh,
3: I would say with a lot of autobiographies, it's it's coming from someone's personal point of view. So, how much is that fact and opinion and someone's view of something that happened? And we all know everyone everyone you know elaborates and, and mm-hmm. builds upon their own stories but, you know everyone makes themselves seem I think better <laughs> i don't do
1: that i never do that <laughs> i always tell things exactly as they happen and i only like art and literature that does that okay so truth you look mm. for truth and art and literature
0: that's the thing that you look for the most verisimilitude in, that's a good word yes absolutely Ooh. absolutely but i think glory like going back to your point lucy um you, uh, I think Gloria Lee actually says in a note at the beginning of the book that like memory itself is distorted by mm, time yeah. so he even is basically calling himself, as like, yeah, like, I am not a reliable narrator in I any I mean way. he
3: was writing he it, well, 40 odd years later. Yes, exactly. So, exactly. yeah, the way you view things I
0: think he might have exaggerated uh, for example the size of his own penis in several passages. Who wouldn't? Yeah, yeah where he Who says, wouldn't? like, um, I would wake up every morning, get myself out of bed and trip over my own penis because it was so big. <laughs> I believe that bit actually. Have you
1: seen this guy?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Have you did, seen him? He used to wear really baggy baggy trousers. Um, oh, um, baggy walk, trousers.
3: Like Specially made pants.
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, um and th- you could tell that they were like good country pants mm. as well because they're like mm. handmade with loving hands. Um, well, let's talk about like um the way that like uh uh th- the Rural lifestyle was portrayed in cider with Rosie. Even that title is so evocative of mm. like uh, of, of something vaguely uh, uh, mischievous uh, and something that you you definitely get up to if you were like a young lad roaming the countryside. Have a bit of cider with Rosie. Mm. Mixing your
2: drinks. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, oh yeah. What was probably. Love probably. Yeah, yeah. But I was thinking more in terms of like just sneaking off with a cheeky little cider, and of course the. Uh, the <laughs> Is that what the
2: countryside means? Yeah. to
0: <laughs> running through, fe- <laughs> with running secret through drinking, running through fields of wheat, having a bit of cider with Rosie, with, with you know. apples,
3: that, yeah, made from apples that you've scrumped.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the and, and, dream life. Oh gosh, yeah, no. <laughs> oh. Isn't it? Isn't it just that? I think that's one of the things that, like, i um, I often fantasize about getting I'm... out of the cities, going scrumping for apples, I'm... having some cider with Rosie. You know, oh, what a what a day that would be. What a day. Uh,
3: I think the novelty would wear off. Well,
0: okay. How
1: long do you reckon until so, well, you got bored of... Uh, Breakfast?
3: I, well, yeah. A couple you of can't... ciders in and then you'd be...
1: You'd be like, so we need some different kind of stuff here. You know, mm, you, mm. a, you never get a good bagel in <laughs> the countryside. I'm just saying. It's true. You yeah, don't never get, get a good bagel. I was, I was, I was,
0: I know how strongly you feel about bagels, uh, Donnie. Um, God
1: damn right.
0: Absolutely. God
1: damn right.
0: How did you feel about the absolute lack of bagels in this book? Because I know you had a problem with the lack of bagels in, uh, I believe it was Ender's Game. Ender's
1: Game had no fucking bagels nah,
0: in it, man. True. It was yeah. bullshit. And yeah. I, I remember you you, you you made your points strongly heard in the uh, summari- uh, summary of the, of the book. So how do you feel... That you come back on to the show to another bagelless book. Uh, I'm and it, cheesed off, man. I'm not doing it on purpose, by the way. I, I'm not doing it purposely to get at you. It just happens that, like, we don't. We choose the books, and then, you know, we don't know if they're going to be bagels or not in the book until the very end. You're it turns that, out. Man. You know, the systemic discrimination of my baked goods of choice. I. It's not deliberate. Come on, I'm not going to get. A man with a surname Bagels, like to come on the show if I knew ahead of time that we're not going to be discussing Bagels. It'd be like getting Cruella DeVille on the show and not talking about Satanism. You know, you've got to do it. You've got to mm. do it. Like, I, and I, it's not purposeful. It's, it's absolutely, we finished the book and it was like, oh. Another bagelless book. I'm sorry. One of these days we will. We will not get you on for a,
1: for a I'm leafing through the pages, Jean. Yeah, I'm yeah. leafing through the pages. I'm looking. I'm like, bagels, 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 bagels. <gasps> Give me some, this, something. Just some little, little mission. Nothing. <laughs> I, I feel like you. And I blame you. Oh no, come on. You can't blame me for like... Uh... Look at me. I blame you. Uh, whoa, whoa, it's whoa. your fault. I didn't write the book.
0: I'm just going to say that. I didn't write the book. Laurie Lee wrote the book. She chose the book. I did choose the book. You gave a platform to the book. I did not know that. It did you gave be- a platform to the book. <laughs> That's not because I think there's more to recommend in this book than just the fact that it doesn't have bagels or it does have bagels. Bagels are an important facet of any nutritious book. And I would say that like, unf- that, like this one didn't contain any bagels, but that does not make it any less of a, va- a great work of literature. Mm. That's all I'm saying, mm. Donnie.
1: Agree to disagree, okay, asshole.
0: Okay, okay. okay. Right, we've we discussed this in the past, like, Donny, like, you can't no, just come and call me an no, asshole on my
1: own podcast. No, I can. I can and I will. Okay. Carry on. See if you right. give a shit, whatever <laughs> fucking bullshit. I hope, I hope we can get
0: continue on a much more sort of uh, uh, civil matter. I, mm, uh,
1: yeah, me too. Huh.
0: <laughs> but... Jody, do you have anything, you look at, you have something to yeah, say about Jerry, the whole bagel like situation. Say,
2: uh, <laughs> uh, about what, specifically? What?
0: About the ba- bagel situation, right, you know, like, uh, in in the Cider
2: with Rosie?
0: Uh, yeah, no, in, in, in Cider for Rosie, yeah, yeah. Cider with Rosie, rather. Um... Do you think this book could have been improved if it had been called Bagels of Rosie? Oh, don't give me stuff. Or Cider oh. with Bagels, which you think works better? Oh!
2: Cider with Bagels, I'm picturing a dry <laughs> uh, bagel straight out of the plastic bag. It, ah, ah it's horrible! my all the moisture is running from my quick. What well, straight to the hand? A big glug of eight percent cider. That I'm not like. Put it this way, you, you're not going to write your great novel that day if that's how it begins. Well, I'm not saying that he wrote it on a real experience they had. He ate a bagel and just washed up cider and said, "Oh, this is disgusting," but it might make for a good book. <laughs> Well what I'm saying is, you just wouldn't have the concentration to sit down and type. <laughs> like, because you're not savoring Fair. the cider. You're ah, like, oh, quick! I need this horrible dry bagel out of my mouth. What? A poorly
0: prepared va- bagel. Yeah, I think you you would have shred carefully. Yeah. Okay, garlic care bagel. So
2: you. I mean, I respect you, but but you agree that it is possible for sometimes a bagel not to be good.
1: <laughs> Who's this? Who's this mumba womba that you get in here? He's, look at him.
0: For sure. Not even sure what Mumba Wumba is. Talking bullshit
1: like this.
0: Is it Mumba Wumba the uh, Chumble Wumba tribute band?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a religious experience, you see. Mumba Wumba.
0: It's almost as good as watching Chumble Wumba Mumba Wumba. Mm. Look. I wish they'd put more effort into their uh, tribute band name.
1: Though. <laughs> <laughs> look, it's Samantha Mumba. the lead singer. That's right. Um, but you are Scottish. You don't come from a culture... That tra- that that treasures bagels, like my culture, like Chin's culture. Hopefully, unless he's racist, um, but well, I forgive yeah. you for not for not understanding the importance of a good bagel. A good you ba- see, on the bagel. other hand, I don't know you. Look I a bit... I
3: love I love a good bagel.
1: Oh, thank God, it's okay. Oh. Okay,
0: well, I think we've gotten a bit too hung up, maybe, on the whole bagel mm-hmm. aspect of either with Rosie. Let's focus more on the uh, the, the way childhood is presented inside of, with Rosie. This is, like we said, it's a, a kind of a part memoir, maybe exaggerated for uh, narrative purposes. So there's a, possibly elements of fiction in there. To what extent do you feel that the the, the book is written in a sort of larger than life way? Do you feel like he's there are aspects of it which she's found something like, hey, hang on a second, that's not real. That didn't
2: happen. The Python scene I remember being far-fetched.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: What, like... It, like Confusions do happen in real life But it just so happened That your mother-in-law was coming around for dinner With yeah, the local yeah. priest yeah. And It just so happened to be too many pies and <laughs> It just so happened That he had a date in another house At the same night and he had to keep mm. on making excuses And he was pretending to be someone else In order to avoid the draft into the First World War mm-hmm. um, I'm not saying All those things didn't happen I'm saying I doubt they happened on the same night <laughs>
0: It was quite an incident-packed evening, wasn't it? For uh, old, young Laurie Lee uh, with the with the amount of pies he had. It was It's a stuff of legend, really. There's uh, <laughs> no
1: holes in those pies. There no aren't they any ain't oh no. no hole.
0: Unless it's a pork pie, which you're supposed to have a little hole at the top of it so you can pour mm. in the, uh, the gelatin.
1: My God,
0: that sounds great. It also sounds like I just think to myself like his memory's possibly a little too good. Uh, I'm just going to read a... Uh, a uh, a passage where he describes uh, the moment that his father leaves and abandons the family. It's like, uh, Meanwhile, we lived there where he had left us, a relic of his provincial youth, a sprawling, cumbersome, country-fried uh, country brood, too incongruous to carry with him. I remember it well. It was 10.47 and 36 seconds in the <laughs> evening. And I know that because I looked at the time on my digital watch. Um, and, and that's like, immediately, I think, like what brilliant recall. But also, like... Mm. A bit too convenient. A bit too convenient. It's almost like he's trying to... Not so much mourning the loss of his father as much as he is trying to provide himself an alibi for something, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. But no, that's just... That's my own personal feeling, personally. What did you say?
1: You said this was written... In the early nineteenth, in the early twentieth century, I didn't say that,
0: but no, good just point from yeah. this time. It was ma- it was at the beginning of the part, early part of
1: the twentieth century, just um, yes. after the
0: First World War. Yes,
1: that's right. But, but before the invention of a digital watch. Oh,
0: okay. Oh. Oh. You thinking there's a there's a possible discrepancy here in, I'm in just the saying? Lines? I'm
1: just saying, huh? I'm just saying this asshole has no. Respect for the truth. Yeah, has it ever? And currently? if he did, okay, okay, there would be other additions in the book. Hmm. Well, I'm okay. I'm just so, you,
0: so you think immediately that is that Laurie Lee is the ultimate um, unreliable narrator?
1: He's this guy cannot be trusted. Okay. Okay. He cannot be. Do not trust him with well, your kids. Okay.
0: So like caution from this point forward, everybody. Like mm, Laurie yeah. Lee might be a big old liar. Okay. So like let's take everything that he says in this book with a pinch of salt. Okay. But that doesn't diminish his gifts as a writer. He just might be a very gifted liar. Is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how does this like factor in then to his like a description of uh, the village of Slad, where he uh, grew up? Do you think? Um, do you, I mean, first of all, do you think that's a real place?
1: Yes. Yes. Okay, okay. Have you found it on the map? Yeah, but it its name. <laughs> what is it called now? <laughs> Berkmanshire. <laughs> is it now?
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: I, I... How did, you find, how did you find this out? What sort of research did you do to find well, this out?
1: Well, we go through various records down at the bakery, you know, we, go, we, we got a lot of resources at our, at our fingertips. <laughs> Sorry, at the bakery?
0: Yeah. yeah. So you were researching the uh, uh, veracity of a book um, using the resources to hand in a bakery? Yeah. Okay. All right. I, well, I, surprise you? It does surprise me. I thought you. I, I didn't realize you well, had you learned completely. something new, didn't you? Yeah, it's true. I didn't know. I didn't know that you um had like you you were basically kind of operating a bakery slash sort of like private investigation company.
1: Um, it's a natural. Look, you're, <laughs> look. If you're running a bakery, you're already up early in the morning. Yeah, you got plenty of stuff to do whilst all the all the stuff's getting boiled. We're 24 hours there, yeah, down there true. as well. We, we don't go to you sleep. You can't
0: have a bakery without boiling stuff, is what I always say. Yeah. That's, what, that's why they call them bakeries. Bakeries. At the bakery. <laughs> yeah, the bakery. Sorry, oh. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You do have to boil the dough for a bakery. Not at the bakery, though, yeah. Not at the bakery.
1: Continue. Continue on, on what? <laughs> your, private, your Your... Um, the private routine, your, daily, yeah, you know, your daily routine. Yeah, your daily routine. We could... Wake up normally around 1am. Uh, boil some bagels. Get them in the ovens. Uh, solve some crimes. That takes us through to about 3pm. Uh, we have a break. Look up some facts about old towns. <laughs> To improve our general knowledge. We're trying to win a pub quiz. <laughs> we won the other week. Uh, we got... It came up. And that's why we know it. Uh, well, okay. That was
0: very that was very convenient that it came up in that pub quiz. But congratulations. What did you win? Won
1: 180 pounds. Oh. Ooh,
3: Sterling. Oh, okay. What's you... your team
1: name? Uh, Quizmanova. Bagels for life. There's, there's a, an ellipse okay. uh, What well, ellipses okay. After Lipses the after Nova. Over, dot, dot, dot dot
0: dot Bagels for life Okay, mm. okay. Number four Right That's Okay so we, I'm glad we cleared it up That was important Yeah it's important
1: Because um, this is a loaded of movie, This book This yeah. book
0: is just full of like Inconsistencies Factual errors Lies Right L- Lies Omissions Okay mm. I get that I get that Um, I feel like Like we said like, He may be a little bit Lax with the truth Memories fallible as always. Um, I want to talk about some of these um, people that he describes in the uh, in, in living in the Cotswold village of Slan in Gloucestershire. Um, mm-hmm. Villages such as Cabbage Stump Charlie, uh, <laughs> who is the local bruiser, Albert the Devil, who is a deaf mute beggar, uh, and Percy from Painswick, a clown and ragged dandy who likes to seduce girls with his soft tongue. Okay. Yeah, and, um, I mean, these all seem like very, like, um, uh... Soft tongue. His soft tongue, Not yeah. rough tongue, like a cat's tongue. <laughs> no, like, no, not like a papery sort of, like... Rim, how though. do you even s- seduce somebody with a dry tongue, though? Uh, I don't even know how you do but that.
3: with difficulty.
0: <laughs> I
1: would imagine so, yeah. How would you go about that, Lucy? I don't know when you... Finish. Also, how would
0: with you
3: a, With a dry tongue? Yeah. I mean, you could maybe sand some furniture for them.
1: Oh, that would, <laughs> that that would that impress that me. That impress
3: them. Um... <laughs>
1: What kind of furniture would you do? Would you do a store? I mean, I'm
3: looking at this table right now. This is a lovely table, but mm-hmm. you could definitely sand you could sand this down. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, some shelving over there. Anything I, I would I would I would do I would sand down anything with my tongue. If okay. it were dry. I uh,
0: it's also like um, I wonder how Uh, the fact that you had a dry tongue that could be used to sand things down that would come up organically in a conversation as well um,
3: yeah yeah yeah, exactly
0: short of you saying I've got a dry tongue you think that needs sanding (laughs) like um,
3: this is
1: uh, my tongue is so dry this table looks rough Uh, guess what I can do this I think yeah no it's it's, it's, it's going to be hard to work that
0: in to so sort of an everyday casual conversation. No, but
1: it's not. We just proved to you <laughs> well, how easy it could be and then you'd come around and you say the exact opposite of what we just proved to you. I, well, no, I
0: obviously like I, a lot of extenuating factors there. Like, well, um,
3: uh, you'd just hang out, maybe, at a B&Q or yeah. just place yourself in the sandpaper aisle. Yeah, that's
2: fair. That's and fair. Then- oh, I don't know, like... Because if your main selling point is that you've got a dry tongue that's <laughs> and say hey do you want to have sex but never oral sex <laughs> and, you're, and you're right next to a thing that can do that job <laughs> like you've still got the effort of moving the tongue
3: mm. and that
2: gets tiring after about 10 to 15 minutes
3: very true
2: yeah it's true well, maybe
3: like, maybe some sort of workshop
0: maybe maybe the, johnny raises a good point because the mm-hmm. whole the only thing you've got to offer uh uh, from, uh, uh, that separates you from the sandpaper is the ability
1: to have sex with her. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. What about the content uh, of your character? Yeah,
3: what well, about Since conversation. when was that not
1: important, you asshole? Conversation.
3: That's true. Conversation. That's true. You're Company. a human being. Um, you know, a sand, sandpaper machine doesn't talk to you. That's true, but we're talking machine.
0: purely from Percy from Painswick's idea of him s- seducing with his <laughs> And pr- and the- it never actually this said- guy's
1: even not even got a got a hard tongue. He's not yeah, even got a rough soft like soft tongue. tongue. It can't even sand shit with that
0: tongue. He has yeah. a is it soft bullshit. tongue,
3: floppy tongue. It- I, is I don't even know. Tongue. It's
0: just that he has he seduces the women with his soft tongue. Okay. He- well, doesn't even say he seduces them. He likes to seduce the girls with his soft tongue. does say he's <laughs> he tries. I mean, I mean, he like tries, yeah. Does all- it
3: means-
2: sorry.
3: Girl. Yeah, I was going to say I don't know if you you were going to bring this up. I was saying, it's- do they mean from a physical? like point of view or do they mean in that he's very you know kind of able yeah. to chat them up well, chir- I thought it chirps. was like a
0: case of like he got to the girl and say, hey check out how soft my tongue is <laughs> they, they, they squeeze bit. it yeah, they squeeze it and give it a good old like oh, <laughs> rub it on their faces so that is a soft tongue <laughs> that is soft yeah
2: what the fuck but unless it could also be read as he likes to seduce the girls with his soft tongue. The girls have his soft tongue. Yeah. He needs it back. Yeah. And to do that, he's gonna seduce them and like sacrifice his, his, his chastity <laughs> to return his soft tongue. Yeah. And he can use that to like that will rejuvenate the village. The crops will grow again and things.
3: The rains will come.
2: <laughs> he is a he is a fascinating character, Percy from Painswick. What's uh, called, well,
3: Percy
0: from Painswick? Percy from Painswick. Also, roll yeah, roll off the tongue. This is a guy who's not. I would have called him Soft Tongue Percy personally because that's his yeah. defining characteristic. Yeah. But for whatever reason, they call him Percy from Painswick. Whoa, where, is he from Painswick? Don't know, but he likes to seduce the
2: girls with his soft tongue. <laughs> Unless Painswick is the most bizarre place, <laughs> and like him having a like a a weird tongue quest is nothing in comparison. <laughs> the to the fact that he comes from Painswick
3: maybe they all a savage
2: soft-
3: place <laughs> or maybe they all have soft tongues in painswick no, that's,
2: but it's a, not... that's, that's a
0: shorthand yeah because they all have soft tongues in painswick where have you do you know where that is on the map is it is it a real place is yeah painswick it's
1: been renamed now <laughs> <do you> sirencester <laughs> Used to be called Painswick, I thought
0: they would but just they call changed it. the
1: name in the seventies.
0: I think they. I thought they just changed the name. These embraces a soft tongue, Bill. <laughs> or so, soft tongue tonguing thing. Uh, no, that that's gonna... not true.
1: Don't don't, <laughs> okay, okay, don't listen fine. to that. It's fake news.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I'm um, I'm glad we um talked about Percy from Painswick because I don't think he gets his due in this book really. Um, I would have loved to have read a whole book uh, charting his soft tongue quest as a uh, his tongue quest as as uh, Johnny said. Um, but yeah. It, I I have no reason to believe that he's not a real person. <laughs> he seems like a like a very well thought out like a individual with like. There be, be like
2: medical. We can check if there'll be if he's got such a soft tongue. <laughs> there'll be like, so yeah, some early early twentieth century. There would be like um. There'll be medical records of like. Dr. Johnson met an incredible man whose tongue was, like, velvet to the touch. <laughs> and we, there'll be, like, diagrams of him and things.
3: Mm, should be case yeah. studies about yeah. him, really. Surely
2: afterwards, they slept together.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, that's the
1: thing. His, His tongue, tongue was so soft to
0: so what? irresistibly soft.
3: Well, why, yeah, why is it just the girls? Why are the boys not? I know, there? I know,
0: right? I think, like, um, I had some Percy from Painswick, quite frankly, mm. but I would have liked to have known that maybe, like, maybe pick Percy from Painswick was an absolute fuck monster and he just <laughs> went after everybody. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Like he said, like everybody says, irresistibly soft tongues are mm. where it's at. Mm. Um, let's talk about, like, uh, the, the school in uh, the village of Slad. Um, now, uh, contrary to, like, it's easy to sort of write off this sort of, like, um, small little town in the middle of nowhere as being, like, vaguely kind of, like, um, backwards in their thinking, and it's, you, you want to think that, like, um, like, they have an educational system in place, and what are they being taught, and how does that even work? Um, and in this case, we have the village school, which is, and um, the, the Dame teacher is referred to as Krabby B. Um, owing to her predilection for suddenly hitting out at the boys for no apparent reason. Mm. Um, However, she meets her match in Spadge Hopkins, a burly (laughs) local farmer's boy who leaves the classroom one day after placing her on top of one of the cupboards. (laughs) Which is, uh, that's a power move. It's like, literally Mm. like, it's maths. No, it isn't. Pick up, drop in the cupboard, walk out of class. (laughs) Go on top of the cupboard. Yeah, on top of the cupboard. And she couldn't get down from the cupboard. She was stuck on top of the cupboard. Why which could she is... not get
2: down from the cupboard? Is I don't
0: know. Is a hedgehog? What do
3: you
0: <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, I think she was like, the How idea... How tall is the cupboard? Uh, this is what I want How to know. How tall is the boy? To... Yeah,
3: to put her up there. Well, with the name
0: like Spadge Hopkins. I oh. imagine he's a monster of a man, really. Um, mm. Just some sort of big boy beast, I guess. Uh, But I, I like the idea that he just decided, I don't want to learn things today. <laughs> I'm just going to put the teacher on top of the cupboard and carry on with the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. There's
1: nothing she can do about it. Well, Johnny and I did some research into this boy Spadge, and uh, we found some really interesting stuff about him. Oh, yeah? I yeah, yeah, well, uh, I mean...
2: <laughs> Spadge Hopkins, uh, like, usually... He was the last farm that was d- yeah. to, to be mechanised in the UK. Oh, he had, okay. So he yeah. he could just, Str- like, he had the strength of himself to pull a plough or, or throw a teacher. He refused yeah, yeah. to use
1: um, water buffalo for that. Absolutely. But he,
2: <laughs> he refused to use all kinds of animals. He refused to use giraffes <laughs> or snakes. He said they're not appropriate and we don't have access to them. He was, uh, you know. Somebody brought him a giraffe to his farm and he said, nope, and put that giraffe in the cupboard. <laughs> He used to, for mischief, he would go to, like, uh, any teachers, doctors, anyone who could sign your passport uh, and just just throw salt in all their land. <laughs> now you buy from the Hopkins. <laughs> no one oh, <he> messes <laughs> with Spadge. Remember that name. When the
0: farmers came up to him, why? Did you get salt my land? <laughs> nope. Top of the cupboard with you. We keep some there like trophies. It's like yeah. eventually, after about five years, most of the village of Slad because they're living together in a big cupboard. No,
1: you know, just the, the whole village just moves up four meters. So everyone's living. They've rebuilt the whole town on top of a cup. They only use the first story of all the buildings. <laughs> then oh, forget about the ground floor. I mean, it's so like
0: there's no way to get down from this cupboard, so we're gonna have to change the way we live and incorporate the cupboard into our <laughs> everyday activities now. Oh, can, is there any way you can build the grocers at top of cupboard level so I can <laughs> do my shopping? Because <laughs> I can't get down. Yeah, Spadge put me on top of the cupboard. I'm sorry, I can't make well, it.
1: Welcome, to- <laughs> Welcome to the community. <laughs>
0: Spadge Hopkins had a deleterious effect on the village of Slad, um, but it is the only village that is basically at cupboard length above sea level. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Beautiful story, beautiful story. Um, obviously, like, Krabby B, owing to the fact that she's stuck in the cupboard uh, and can't get down, is no longer able to teach at the school anymore, and she's replaced by Miss Wardley from Birmingham, who wore sharp glass jewellery and imposes discipline that is looser but stronger. Mm. Now, do you think, comparing these two teachers, Crabby B... And her um, her random outbursts of violence against the boys, and Miss Wardley from Birmingham, who is um, looser but stronger, as in the words of Laurie Lee. Like is this what does it say about the way that life is progressing in the village of Slade? Uh, you feel this is a, this is in, indicative of the way that, uh, that like uh, the
2: modern world is reaching this sort of backwater village.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, it's like in Spadge Hopkins' era, it was a kind of uh <laughs> a Lockean state of nature. It's a war of all against all where yeah, anything yeah, can yeah. happen for no reason. Yeah, you can be yeah, yeah. struck or in retaliation, you know, you can put your, your teacher on top of a cupboard. <laughs> but then comes Miss Wendy from Birmingham yeah. and they've got canals there so they've got yeah. all kinds of, there's yeah, a huge yeah. pile of dirt in the city centre. I don't know if yeah. you've seen that. It's great. Um, <laughs> but there is. Go and check Bagels. Um, I'll go check it out. It sounds great. I'll research it. I think, like, um, Miss Wardley, I
0: see her as, like, similar to the character Michelle Pfeiffer in Dangerous Minds. Instead of, like, oh, yeah. reaching out to the kids, though, by putting her chair around the other way around, saying, like, let's talk, real talk, Miss Wardley came in and just destroyed all the cupboards inside.
3: <laughs> she
0: just destroyed them all, and Spadge Hopkins up. like, damn it, <clears throat> that's 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 the end of me. I can't put anybody on top of cupboards anymore. I guess I'm going to have to learn maths now. <laughs> The end of uh, an era. It was, yeah. it was. For the best, though. Like I said, this is a book about the inexorable march of progress and time. And I think the um, that scene where Miss uh, Wardley just destroys all the cupboards in Slad.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, which is the source from which uh, Spadge, being a minor god, gets all his power <laughs> from cupboards. <laughs> and now it's now it's, you know, monotheism is here to stay, which has its advantages but lacks the flavour of. Yes, indeed. Spadge
0: Hopkins. <laughs> Spadge Hopkins. Ah, oh, Spadge Hopkins. Like, again, another larger-than-life character, Spadge Hopkins and Percy from Painswick. That's what I love about this book. This is the colourful characters, really. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, here's, here's two more. Like uh, A chapter dedicated to... Uh, called Grannies in the Wainscot, about oh. two old women who were the neighbours of the Lees, Granny Trill and Granny mm-hmm. Wallen. Um, and Granny Trill... Granny Wallen is referred to as er uh Down Under... And Granny Shrill is referred to as uh, Ur-Up-Top, and um, Granny Wallen is, uh, well, she spends her days gathering fruits uh, in the countryside and turning them into wines that slowly ferment over a year in their bottles, whereas Granny Shrill spends her days combing her hair and reading her almanacs, Um, Hmm. and she likes to seek comfort in the forest because she spent, as a young girl, she lived with her father, uh, a woodsman, um, uh, in the forest. And these two women hate each other. They absolutely despise each other to the point where they basically arrange so that they live their lives without ever having to meet one another. So one of them will go to the shops, and the other one says, "Okay, that's your shop time. I'm not going anywhere near outside." They avoid each other. But when Granny Trill is taken ill and dies, Granny Wallen follows soon after, having lost her will to live. Mm. Now these are what, what what a couple of characters. What a couple yes. of characters. Um, yeah. I, I, I think, like, um, Granny Wallen, let's face it, um, possibly an alcoholic as well, uh, from the way that she, from all the wine that she like, wine. making, um, and possibly a hoarder as well, like, um, basically th- this is a sort of, like, um, eccentric, harmless countryside behaviour which, um, probably would not be allowed today.
2: Uh, um, uh, it's quite easier that? to avoid people in the city.
3: Yeah.
0: It's incredibly easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, and it's also very easy to, uh, just lose the will to live as well in the city. Mm. <laughs> so I don't know why, like, um, it's, 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 I don't know why we view people in the countryside as being so different from people in the city, but mm. we're all the same, really. Mm. I, I mean, like, uh, I, if I, I don't know, I don't have that many cupboards, but damn it. If I did have a cupboard, I'd love to put things up on top of the cupboard, you know? Because like, mm. that's how I deal with all my problems. Like, uh, why not? Why not? Are you saying you don't have a nemesis? Hmm. Do I have a nemesis? It's a good question, Donny. Never given it much thought, really. I do think that life lacks a certain... Oh, you know.
1: You would know, wouldn't you? You, you might know. be looking at it. Oh, oh. Okay. Interesting. After the, what you've done? What about the, the,
0: the bagels um, thing? Yeah. Was about making me read a book we yeah. should have bagels in it yeah maybe
1: maybe a little bit maybe just a little bit
0: well if i do indeed have a nemesis now then um hmm. hope you die that's not how it works <laughs> like, <laughs> if you have a nemesis you don't have a carry a vague hope that they will die you
3: do have to do something you actually
0: starring. have to yeah like the joker didn't say like oh batman hope he dies and then just sort of carried watching TV it's a
3: very active yeah. job Batman's in it's, it's still alive
0: yeah oh damn it mm. <laughs> God, wish he was well the
1: guy's jumping from building to building if anyone's going to have an accident it's going to be the, the the guy jumping off one building yeah, yeah. shooting guns he doesn't use criminals. guns. Doesn't use guns. He shoots, Batman, uh, he guns. shoots, uh, guns. Hook, in, grappling hook thing. Yeah. In the new movie, he does is shooting, firing bullets everywhere. That's, that's true, but that's, that's, that's the happened. Batman. That's <laughs> the one and only Batman for me, man. <laughs> the After one that uses guns. The one that shoots people, kills everyone. He's <laughs> a real superhero. <laughs> the superhero is guns. Superpower is guns. His <laughs> is guns, and and he has. Very dry one-liners in all the trailers. What, is, what was one of those dry one-liners? Someone said, so, so the Flash is in his car. And he's like, uh, So uh, I'm the Flash. Uh, uh, oh, I'm super fast. Uh, so what do you do? And then Batman turns around. Batman turns around. Okay, listen. You listening? Batman turns around and goes, What are you what doing? Do? And then Batman goes, I'm rich. <laughs> and it's like, he's rich. He is rich! He's the guy's got so much money and he shoots guns and he kills all the poor people. <laughs> which is great! I'm just saying. Yeah. In a movie. I never really thought about it that way. That
0: Batman's, like, again, his his power, superpower is just being rich. A rich orphan. That's his
2: superpower, mm. really. Um, but yeah, no, um, good point. Well made. Do well, you guys have a nemesis? I don't know. I kind of view London as a kind of nemesis. Like, as if mm. I feel like living here is like living in the Antarctic.
0: Uh, Interesting comparison. Not the first place I would
2: have thought of, but yeah. The other day, I was walking home and a guy kept, drove by on a bicycle and splashed me with water <gasps> and then no. cycled off laughing. Wait, he was carrying a glass of water and splashed me <laughs> with it on a bike? It was a ball. He wasn't, he wasn't... Oh, here's the most wicked waiter in the world. <laughs> what was he also wearing? A tux-
1: like an, an incomplete tuxedo and a metal disc. <laughs>
2: I don't like it. I don't view him as my enemy. He is a symptom of the great beast London. Okay. Mm, mm. What about you, Lucy? Do you have a nemesis?
3: Uh, Not, no. Not that I know of. Oh,
1: you got rid of your nemesis.
0: Congratulations. I dispatched
3: them. I dispatched them.
1: Did you put them on top of a cupboard?
3: I, I'm not tall enough, but okay. I, I, put, right. I put them in, in like a, maybe a cabinet
0: okay so you put them in the cabinet i put them in the cabinet ah okay that's i go
3: inside not on top so you
0: went half spadge you didn't go full spadge no not full spadge not full spadge never go full spadge guys (laughs) um let's um get back to granny trill and granny wallen um Mm. this is um i mean when you think about it like laurie lee's life is dominated by women there is like his Mm. father has abandoned the, the family he has all these sisters his mother is the main, most important person in his life, and like his life is filled with like all these girls and women who have an impacts and leave their impression with him. Even the name of the book is referring to his first kind of sexual experience with like uh, uh, with Rosie, having a, a cheeky cider with her and having like a, a messing around. And it was later revealed that Rosie was based upon um, his cousin Rosie as well. So like, uh, oh dear. <laughs> I mean, well, we, we, we might as well get to the, the hub of the matter, which is the, I, the way that, is country life romanticized inside of, with Rosie? Is it more of, is, how did you come away from this book thinking like the countryside, what an amazing, wonderful place? Or did you think to yourself, oh, I'm glad progress was made, you know, like, are we, are we kind of like, maybe it's for the best that some parts, the old, some of the old ways have gone?
3: Well, didn't didn't Laurie Lee write incest was common where the roads were bad?
0: <laughs> I think he did. Yes.
3: Yes, which is, I mean, if you're going to blame it on anything, it's a highway maintenance and town <laughs> yeah, country planning.
1: Yeah, I would totally blame infrastructure yeah. for <laughs> incest. <infrastructure. laughs> it's, it's systematic, isn't it? It's the systems in place. Mm. That's oh, why absolutely. Trump's so great for America. I remember going to yeah. repair the roads.
0: Many is the time that, like the, the the average commuter has like been delayed on the train by a signal failure. He says well, this won't do. I'm off to fuck my brother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> These oh, things yeah. happen.
0: Yeah, they, it's just like totally understandable. Why like, uh, you sometimes you just squatter, you just squatter. Um But yeah, <laughs> no, this is this is the idea that like um, the, co- the the countryside. There's something about like I've noticed this in it's happening. It's happened a lot like American culture recently where we've been getting um, shows like True Detective and, uh, and S-Town and um, shows which and books that explore this sort of like forgotten backwaters of America and mm. the way they're portrayed is like this is a part of Fargo Fargo well Fargo's midwest but point taken we're talking about like deep sort of like country like um possible redneck sort of territory and it's it's portrayed as sort of a very strange place with its own customs its own laws and it feels more out of place than ever in the modern world where we have tablets and smartphones and podcasts and whatever. Mm. And I can't help but feel that reading Side of Rosie it conjures up the same sort of feeling when you're thinking about this sort of bygone age. Um, if it was all the more alien reading it now in this day and age and knowing that all the people that were in this book are long dead and that way of life possibly doesn't exist anymore. But like, actually, maybe that's us just living in our little bubble, maybe these places do exist, even though by the end of the book, Laurie Lee is actually saying, like, yeah, it's all on its way out. It's all on its way out. Mm-hmm. Like, do you
2: f- I mean, The past is, seems like a strange science fiction place sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the Countryside Alliance going to say about this podcast? Because <laughs> we, we all agree that countryside people are pieces of the shit, but, but isn't that <laughs> good in we a way? We do, we do, we really no, do. Those. <laughs> I know a lot of people from okay. the countryside, they take too long to leave the house, because like, they're, they're used to it being a big thing, like I'm not just popping just up. so I want to go to a pub with my mate Alex at uni. He's from the countryside. He's like, oh cool, just a minute, and he'll take ten minutes to like, because he's from the countryside. He has to check he's got like thirty foot of rope or like a charm <laughs> to fight the feet against a giant spider or something. sometimes the Cary. whole point of living in Cardiff is we can just do it instantly, mm. and no, it was pound true. and Pint on Monday, and that stops at seven. <laughs>
0: No, no, the whole, the whole despicable it. like, like, um, despicable it's it, it's mm-hmm. a totally different way of life I think I I, I think we got to kind of like respect it even if we don't necessarily agree with everything mm. I mean I'm assuming that every basically this one book where I re- read it and I just assume everybody well clearly everybody in this book is racist <laughs> yeah. goes without saying
1: goes without saying they, but they, you, they, gotta that, exactly, you got to respect don't that don't you exactly you got to respect that don't you Chin? it's a different you time you need to respect that need to respect you that. feel like you got to respect the racists and sister fuckers out there <laughs> That's what that's what you you, you build this podcast with well, yourself. I have to say, you you, you you build a small audience and then you use it to promote incest and racism, and you respect it. I well, you lend your good name to that, well, and that's why you're my nemesis. I didn't. I, I die. Mean, I, I
0: don't think it's. Ever, I've never really gotten to the details of who the listenership or faithful <laughs> are, but there are a lot of racists and sister fuckers out there who actually know? like our podcast. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to alienate them. You know, yeah, welcome. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, that. I
3: think Spadge Hopkins would probably definitely have been a UKIP voter, or at least,
0: yep,
3: yep. at least a like Tory farmer. He finally type. found
0: something that he couldn't put up in the cupboard, and that I'd, was the EU. Yeah, U. yeah,
3: the that opposite. was
0: it.
3: Bloody red tape. <laughs>
0: um, okay, so, uh, uh, well, that was the grannies and the wainscot. <laughs> Um, I want to talk about the most fascinating part for me personally in the book, which is the chapter, Public Death, Private Murder, which is um, the murder of a villager made good who returns from New Zealand to visit his family, boasts about his wealth and flaunts it in the local pub. Police try to find his attackers, but are met by a wall of silence and the case is never closed. Now, this is what I'm talking about, right? Mm. Country, the countryside has its own rules, its own sort of like customs, and you just, you don't, you mess with that at your own peril.
3: What, wasn't that an episode of Midsummer Murders?
0: <laughs> it does sound like does every sound like... episode of yeah. Midsummer Murders, doesn't so, it?
3: They would have solved it, obviously. But
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But... They, he, I assume uh, uh, that he would have solved it. Actually, I, I think to myself that, like in Midsummer Murders, he just frames the outsider. He's <laughs> just some guy who doesn't actually live there. He's not local. It's like uh, he did it, and everybody just goes with it. <laughs> so, what evidence you had? Well, he doesn't come from here. Oh, okay, that's all I need to know. Uh, but yeah I think it does sound like um, I think the chapter and the inclusion there's an important reason why Lori Lee decided to include it in this book obviously it's an important thing that happened uh, and it's a visceral memory but it also says so much about those times it's like it's the only interesting thing that happened (laughs) yeah it's pretty much um, like because it's otherwise you just have some guy talking about putting things on cupboards and drinking (laughs) cider with girls and it's like that's Fine, but then, like, let's put a murder in there. So I think I'm losing the audience of all this talk of cupboards. Uh, And then someone died. Oh, yeah. And then um, he went back to putting things in cupboards.
2: So he thought that money uh, made him powerful. But actually, had he spent uh, those years where he was in New Zealand, uh, where he was from, in the countryside, uh, you know, building bonds by fucking his sister. (laughs) So
0: building bombs by fucking his sister. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he screwed his sister over, and then they built some bombs <laughs> using the knowledge that they came up with it's, on uh, the yes, bed. There's a whole chapter in the anarchist cookbook which just says fucking his sister to go explosives.
2: <laughs> you imagine that, like, so you're getting a fight situation. It seems like you know when trouble is happening. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I, I feel violence to You turn to go, and then your aggressor just goes like. And all the wooden creatures are blocking your path and you can't get back in the <laughs> stag in the way. <laughs> you know, the, the birds are coming down. Cat, like, cat! Yeah, I'm being dive-bombed by birds. Like, yeah. Money can't help you there, but animals don't value money. They value fucking your cousin. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're Dionysian. Uh, uh, uh,
0: like, I, I, I agree with you. I think, like,
2: um, I think that's a very
0: good point. Um, Thank uh, you. Eloquently made, Johnny. Um, Do we have any uh, possible... Ideas of who might have committed the murder. I think I might have worked out who committed the murder. Actually,
3: it it just seems very convenient, as you said. There's a bit of a lull in the plot, Mm -hmm. and then this murder happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, if Laurie Lee was planning to write, you know, his memoirs in later life, I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, no, I I agree. And also the fact that he's an unreliable narrator, which Mm. he says from the start, right. Mm -hmm. Um, he, he it could be a twist and then sure actually he is a murderer yeah that's a very compelling theory but I'm sorry I'm gonna have to go with spadge Hopkins once more um
1: uh-huh.
0: like um because like as we know like I'm um, Hopkins like his mo is cupboards and, <laughs> um, and this um villager was found um he was killed by a cupboard like somebody dropped a cupboard on him, him yeah you know? and oh that's a, I, I mean like it's I, I know that not all the pieces fit like it's spadge Hopkins. To put the person on top of the cupboard and not the cupboard on top of the person, but I think that was to throw him off the scent. Personally. Yeah, but you uh. got
3: well-made furniture back then. It was it was mm. heavy-duty stuff. Yeah, sturdy, well-built. Yeah, well yeah, built. yeah. yeah, and,
0: yeah. And, and and it was a common occurrence. People getting killed by cupboards all the time mm. back in those days. What's one more fatal? What's one more cupboard-related fatality in the village of Slad, which has had a history of problems with cupboards? That's right? where you get the coffin murder. from,
2: as a ritual because that's like a cupboard
0: they they, yeah. Yeah, they literally yeah. didn't even bother that's doing any, a proper funeral they just sort of like put him more in the cupboard and they just tug a hole and
2: put that well in the cupboard hole. falls on you and then someone opens the cupboard and you're in there like dead. that's how it works dead yeah, yeah and then they put the cupboard in the ground and then they uh, close they all you know they drink cider at the wake <laughs> and, <laughs> and then they alien <laughs> oh so well, no, okay. I' basically I was saying what you were saying
1: you're back an alien, were
2: you? You, you? you back an alien? Back an alien, uh, Donnie, is like, it means a kind of uh, drunken revelry uh, at which you might fuck your sister.
1: Well, thank you for explaining that to me. I'm not making me feel like a stupid asshole. Like somebody else would probably do if I did okay, not understand okay. everything.
0: Fair, fair, fair. Okay, I I know that I'm asking you to come slightly out of your comfort zone in the all this book, Donnie, but I'm... Um, that's part. Of the, that's part of life's rich tapestry. You've got to sometimes experience stuff that you like. You know, takes you out of your comfort zone. You know. Okay.
3: Okay.
0: all right. Um, okay. See where that gets you. Um, okay. So, like, what we've been talking about in this book has been fairly dark, isn't it? I mean, what I don't know about you, but when I first came to side of Rosie, I, f- I tended to remember it and thought of it as a sort of nostalgic trip down memory lane, with like a, uh, some like amiable old white guy um, remembering his ch- his childhood but it's a very dark book in places um, there's some parts which are really, really intense I'm going to read some passages out here uh, the, the, his, when they move into the new home, he describes it as uh, nearby the new home are well-prodded horrors the bird's gaping bones in its cage of old sticks, the black flies in the corner, slimy dead, dry rags of snakes, and the crowded, rotting, silent, soaring city of a cat's grub-captured carcass. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like nobody likes having to move house, but this seems mm-hmm. a bit much, you know, like... Uh just focusing on all the decay and decomposing. Right. Also, was that the real estate agent's pitch? It's like, oh, you're going to love this space. Please ignore the rotting carcass of the cat in the corner there. And the dry bags of snakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The dry Why are these snakes so dry? Oh, it's a real conversation piece. Those dry rags of snakes.
2: Um, and, uh, you think of a, if a snake came up to you and used its little flicky, uh, bifurcated tongue to seduce you, just like just like a little bit on the cheek. It's like... <laughs> Just a little bit, it's it's friendly. Do you think that would work? Do you uh, think you'd go for that? Yeah, why not? I think like I he's put in the work to bifurcate his tongue. <laughs> like And they're quite charming snakes of course. They are, mm-hmm. absolutely,
0: absolutely. Um uh, this, this, um, I mean, this. Speaking of snakes and this all like uh, the horror aspects of like uh, uh, of country life, we get a lot of ghost stories and all those, mm. like scary bits. And I, I love one of the things I love about this book is hearing about the uh, the old wives' tales and the sort of, like uh, those uh, old wives' tales that tell you to scare you straight. Like um, Lee's uh, Laurie Lee's sisters um, tell him, boys who don't go to school get put into boxes. And turn into rabbits, and get chopped up on Sundays. And I think to myself, that probably could have stopped three, two things early. <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> like you didn't need the other
0: two things. Like, just say boys only go to school, get put into boxes. That's pretty terrifying. Like, but that's not enough. You get put into boxes. Oh, and, and I turn into a rabbit, and I get chopped up and served <laughs> on Sundays. That's, that seems like overkill at that point. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, I love these like um those little things details tramps who turn bacon green uh gypsy boys too scared to ask for food because we set our dogs on gypsies yeah, i mean oh
3: <sighs>
0: Brexit Britain Brexit Britain all over again mm-hmm. um back in the past but yeah no, something about the country brings it out you're so close to the wild and to the uh, unknown forest i guess it just brings it out of you
3: I'm- it's hard to believe in the supernatural in the city when you're near like a pret and you know and you know that's maybe where built over an old monastery but you're not going to get ghosts hanging around the sandwiches absolutely Absolutely. avocado
0: i mean this is even though it's the city of london is a city that is said to be full of ghosts itself Mm. you know Mm. that haunt the streets but we're not impressed by that you know we aren't i we probably assume it's some sort of advertising campaign of a hologram or something you know yeah. like what's this dead guy telling me now you know like <laughs> um and I, I I think like we are cynical we've lost that touch for this sort of uh, um I guess the belief in magic I guess and, and in the wild and I like the fact that um Laurie Lee is able to sort of evoke the sense of being a young child who has to live in, in the middle of the dark countryside and how the winters can get really spooky out there like seriously spooky um let's have a let's have a talk now about uh I want to go to the last part of the book, which is basically about the uh his first sexual awakening I guess um as we said it's the chapter called the first bite of the Apple and he talks about uh the women that he knew um the way that he's seduced by Rosie Burdock underneath a hay wagon after drinking cider from a flagon, and he writes this beautiful beautiful like passage describing that moment. Never to be forgotten that first long secret drink of golden fire juice of those valleys and of that time wine of wild orchards of russet summer of pump red apples and Rosie's burning cheeks never to be forgotten or ever tasted again now that's like a very beautiful description of mm-hmm. um basically uh oh I'm assuming he fingered her um but, <coughs> um but yeah no it's romantic I can't think of anything that uh, a- a- anything else that like um, I've read in recent memory that you saw sort of, like Captures that sense of like the unknown and the uh, the, the, the sweetness and softness of like um, of first love, I guess,
2: and first romance. Tony, didn't you write a piece of uh, erotica about first love?
1: Yeah, I did. I did. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's actually written out of frustration after reading this load of hooey. Okay, okay, okay. It's about me mm-hmm. and a bagel, mm-hmm. and it goes like this. I sat down and I, I took a bagel out of my paper bag because good bagels come in paper bags. They don't. You never get them in plastic bags because they're in plastic bags. They sweat and then then they they put a chemical in it that makes them not go stale and then they get much worse. But anyway, so there was a bagel and I took it out and there's a hole in it and I was just like, eh, guess what? And I put my dick in the hole and then and then my hole and then that that's it. it, it it kind of finishes straight there. Okay. Yeah, you ran out of steam. Well, I ran out oh, I did. I, I didn't need any more steam, let's say. <laughs> I had, I got all the steam I needed after I... Oh, God. Oh, that was beautiful, darling. Yeah. That was beautiful. Put um, my I dick like... in the hole. Did you get that? Yes, I got it. I got it. You Wait. hot? A little bit. Little you look bit.
0: hot. Using your soft tongue. Like, it's just giving me the vapors. You're, uh, you're, you're,
1: you're dripping
0: from your cheeks. I am. I am. It's, um, that's probably a medical condition. Burning actually. cheeks. Burning cheeks. His cheeks are burning yeah. like the corners of a beagle.
2: <clears throat>
0: Guys, I'm going to have... um. Let's. We're, we're running out of time now. I'm going to ask everybody to summarize their thoughts on Cider with Rosie. Was this a strong recommend from you or like not really? I think... I will, let's go around clockwise. Johnny, what did you think of Cider with Rosie?
2: I well, like to. I think it's good that people in the countryside they should be allowed to read there nowadays, <laughs> but, and it's good that they have something that would be interesting because they not. They're not gonna be interested in any like, anything that don't have magic and murder in it.
0: No, that's true. that's uh, true. So Harry
2: Potter is also good for them.
0: That's very true as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though it's like kind of set in like the public school system. They don't.
2: They, they like. They remove the bits that are like set in London. <laughs> so, yes. It's yeah, that's just true. the. It's just the suburban house. It starts off that, that shack they run off to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There, Hogwarts. <laughs> any, flying any, car. any Flying car, because they love cu- driving in the mm-hmm, country. Yep, absolutely. Uh, uh, and if you're from the country, make sure next time you speak to me about a time you were driving, uh, and, and someone else was on the road, and they did something wrong, and you did everything right. I'd love to hear those
1: stories.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Donnie, um, what do you think of this book? Well,
1: it's a deplorable tale of backwards hill people... <laughs> of the Cotswolds, that resort to terrible lives because they do not have the correct options when it comes to breakfast. Okay? <laughs> yeah, no no bagels. bagelless books. So it's a big thumbs down from you. It's a thumb down through the bagel hole. <laughs> so imagine you're underneath the bagel and a thumb comes squelching straight through that's what i think of this book i always worry about how sexual
0: with nature your descriptions of bagels get sometimes donnie well
1: look you gotta realize it's like a small sometimes the hole doesn't even go straight through sometimes you gotta push push
3: okay you gotta push it
0: all right all right
1: okay okay
0: okay lucy what did you think of this book
3: um i i enjoyed the book uh it it feels it might as well be a sort of parallel universe compared to looking at the countryside mm-hmm. now um i enjoyed it i don't necessarily believe all of it um, That's That's because fair. i think you know this guy's compulsive liar he wrote two more books after this and i'm mm-hmm. not sure mm-hmm. how true they are and i definitely there's no bagels in them Dominic, what there's no bagels it's in those really either
0: this is ludicrous It was like the second book was called two cider Two rosy yeah and yeah I yeah come. and then cider with rosie but the th- E is replaced with a three inside it. And then it. I hear there's another
3: follow-up one being sponsored by Stella Artois, that's Cedra with Rosé. with Rosé. Yeah. With Rosé, so. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, so it, it would have to be a thumbs down from me.
0: Oh, okay, that's a shame. Well, okay, all right, so I like this book. It looks like we're a split decision. I I have to say that I thought it's a beautiful book, so full of vid- vivid characters. I will never forget Percy from um, Painswick, <laughs> or Spadge Hopkins. <laughs> Who can who can forget such indelible characters? Crabby uh, Bee, Miss Wardley, the cupboard destroying like <coughs> like breaker of chains and cupboards. Like no wonderful stuff, wonderful stuff. Big thumbs up from me. Um, and but like as always, no book is perfect. Um, no matter how much I love them, and I think we're gonna have to like go to our next section, which is obviously notes.
1: Nope. No, no, notes. Uh,
0: no. 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 Notes. No. No. Notes.
1: No 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 no. Talker, no, 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 so no
0: no 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 Okay, how would we improve this book? Like us so go around the table, right? Like,
2: so let's speed this up, let's speed this up, let's make it punchy, yeah? Johnny, how would you improve this book? Uh, more murder, please. More murder. It should be like Columbo where you see the murder happen <laughs> and then it's about, oh, how is it going to get away? It's... I
0: like that. I like that very much. Um, you see Spadge Hopkins
2: dropping Sweet. the cupboard on top of the... Spadge Hopkins played by a young Patrick McGowan. <laughs> uh, angrily <laughs> and tensely throwing things about. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. He's defiant. <laughs> and, and who
0: would be the detective in this case then?
2: Um... Uh, Rosie herself. Oh, okay, Rosie.
0: Rosie Bradwick is coming in. So, like, uh,
2: uh, just one more thing. Uh, <laughs> you say that
0: you are uh, you you uh, weren't familiar with the uh, the murder victim. Then why have you got? Why are you carrying a cupboard above my, your head right now? Like you're about to drop it on me. <laughs> and then Spatch
1: um, Spatchcock goes nope and puts Rosie <laughs> on top of the cupboard. <laughs> And flees the country. Excuse me, why does Rosie talk like a grizzled <laughs> old man? Is she a young lady? She comes from the countryside. It's different. It's different. I yeah, suppose, yeah. okay, fine. Um, I don't Donnie, know. Donnie, how would you improve improved this book? You get three guesses how that happened. <laughs> Look, uh, Johnny, I, I love you, man. We work together a lot. And, and, but how can you want more murder here? That's just uh, terrible. I think we want peace. We want peace among men, right? And I think the only way to really come um, come come to a conclusion where peace is feasible in Slad is to start a bagel bakery. <laughs> okay, I think Fair. Rosie should leave this cider bullshit and just start making bagels. Cause, you know, you, you you bagel, you get that crunch, you get you get your tongue over the round humps of, of both sides, and you and you can't murder someone after that. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm glad you stopped there because it was getting a bit graphic there. But okay,
0: point taken. More bagels in the story, so and
1: therefore more morality.
0: Bagels equals morality. <laughs> okay, uh, hard to argue with that. Uh, Lucy, how would you have improved this book?
3: Uh, less incest. Okay, and, fair. Uh, maybe uh, more of a drinking game. Uh, that's oh, what I'd build okay. into into this. Like
0: take a drink every time somebody gets put on top of a cupboard. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, take a drink every time somebody touches uh, Percy from Painswick's tongue to see how yeah, soft it is. maybe
3: a Spadge <laughs> Hopkins cocktail. Yes, um, yeah. What, you would you put, what would you
0: put in a Spadge Hopkins cocktail? A Spadge Hopkins cocktail. Yes. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> what would be in it, though? Okay. The hot Co- coffee because that picks you up. Yes, yeah, it obvi- does. Oh yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Uh, some maybe some woody kind of whiskey, kind of like something like ah, that. Ah,
0: okay. Yeah, yeah, like that. Like, like the that. cabinets. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. So coffee that. and whiskey. So
1: basically, Irish coffee. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: it's it caffeine base, like based, like breakfast and things. It does make you do go a bit mental and do yeah. things like that you put you office. on the cupboard. <laughs> And then leave. I also believe. Right, oh, if you if you if you don't go to school, you die and you turn into a rabbit. But fucking Spadge Hopkins is walking around dismantling the education system. He's putting, but, people, he's
0: literally putting people in boxes. I will show you. I can put you in a box. You don't put me in a box. Spadge
1: Hopkins puts you in a box. Spadge Nobody Hopkins. puts Spadge in a box. The best bit is when he leaves, though. That's you, you're right. It's like, it's like he's done this, this crazy thing, and instead of sitting there and admiring his work. He just goes, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye, see you later. My name is Spatch Hopkins, out.
0: You know, it's clear that the true hero of the story is Spatch Hopkins. <laughs> I think this book should have been called Cider with Spadge. Like, quite frankly, I, he's, he's really the, the, the breakout character in this book. I, I think these are all great suggestions, guys. I think like, I'm uh, Sider with Spatch. I don't know, maybe somebody out there might write this book one of these days. Um, um, I think we um, we have a special. We're about to close up the show, but I think before we close up the show, uh, we've got a special treat for everybody. Uh, we're about to. Uh, some of you might notice that uh, um, uh, Dan Offen and Alice Burden aren't with us today, and um, obviously we had we were lucky enough to get uh, Johnny and Lucy here to sub in for them, and they've been doing a great job. But there's a reason why they're not here today because they've been out in the field trying to find Wee Man updates, and um, we're always hungry for Wee Man updates in the show. So. Uh, uh, Donny, like, do the honours and get them on the speakerphone, please. Mm-hmm. Hello? Hi, Dan. Hi. You're on speakerphone. It's Xin T from Faking Lit. I'm here with... Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm here with uh, Johnny Gillum, R- Lucy Roper and Donny Bagels, And we're checking in to see how your uh, search for Wii Man is going. Yeah, so so I'm
2: here to Nick, Mm -hmm. uh, the
0: Burden,
2: a navigation robot,
0: and Steve Koenig's here as well. Oh, Steve Koenig? What? Steve Koenig's there? What's he doing? Okay. Yeah, Yeah, the navigation robot seems to be hijacking the conversation. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Steve uh, Hi, Steve. <laughs> and uh, the Branfest podcast. That's, that's oh, great. No. That's great. Um, I, I didn't know that you sort of joined the hunt for we Man.
2: Well, I, I told them uh, I was in a, in a pub because I've gone for a difficult time and they were in their gang dinner. So we met up and we decided to join forces. <laughs> oh, good!
0: Oh, good! Because, like, obviously, we know how good you are at finding things and finding things out. Um, How uh, has how the hunt doing? been going then? Uh, uh, we're
1: on our way back now. We're on our way back.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, oh Dan, you're going. back! Okay. No, 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 just driving. Uh, oh, okay, just okay. Just He's a real backseat driver. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: He's trying to, like, grab the steering wheel from me. <laughs> Start going on his own route.
0: <laughs> So he's not a good passenger, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. I feel like you're trying to avoid the question, which is like, have you found the Wee Man? Have you done anything close to finding Wee Man?
1: No, I heard they were they were going to find a Wee Man update. They, they, didn't, they weren't trying to find Wee Man, they were just trying to find an update. Okay, so how is the even the, the hunt for an update going? Um, well, it's
2: been going okay. Uh, we saw a very short man that uh, he was annoyed by our questioning. Okay. Uh,
0: I cannot stress enough that it's not a great <laughs> idea to go up to short people and say, are you Wee Man? That's not... That's not how it should be done.
3: No, we've now
0: learned that. Yeah, no. I mean, so what you've basically got to report is that you saw a short man, you asked him if he was Wee Man, and he said no, got offended, and that's it, that's your Wee Man update.
2: Yeah, Steve thought
0: he saw a goblin. Goblin. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he, thought
0: he, saw it got he does know those yeah, things don't exist, right? right yeah. Fictional creatures. Yeah, he, he just give him one second. He's just trying to find his thing. <laughs> no, I think he's fine. <laughs> You're good. You're good, Steve. You're good, Steve. Guys, we have to wrap up. Oh, so, no, like, let
3: Steve see Let Steve say something. <laughs> uh, he's, 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 he's just he's looking at a
0: book. <laughs>
1: This is really good. This is working I well. I saw for the-
2: a, uh, a goblin while I was walking around Corn Castle and it disappeared <laughs> into its goblin hole. I tried to follow it but it was too difficult because I'm bigger than a goblin. But I asked around the local neighborhood who they said they'd
3: never heard of the goblin.
1: So okay, Steve. Okay, Steve. That's great.
2: I'm
3: still going on.
2: I
0: don't know about confidence anymore, but I'm not sure he's Wee Man. Man, that's, Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve, for that update. Um, <laughs> um, guys, good luck with the rest of your hunt for Wee Man. Um, we're gonna hang up now. I'm glad okay. we did this. Hope- Bye-bye. get- bye. get back home safely. Thank you. Bye! See. Bye-bye! Steve, say bye! Bye! <laughs> Bye. Well, that was a, that was good. I'm glad we did that. Um, it was a good Wee Man update, possibly the most dramatic one there. I mean, hey, hey, special appearance from Steve Koenig. That was mm. good. Um, guys, uh, thank you so much for coming down today and witnessing whatever that was. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it was always a pleasure. Come back any time. Um, hopefully, see you soon. Um, until next time. Um, should we do another book are we doing uh, anything else oh I'll plug the again as always if you've been affected by any of the issues in this episode please contact us on fakingletpodcasts at gmail.com or hit us up on our facebook group uh and if hey why not leave us a review and like and subscribe to us on itunes and all other stuff um oh and also i i've just plugged the podcast so that means anybody else want to plug some stuff
2: Yes. Come see snakes at Daylight Robbery at twelve oh five in the afternoon, so just after noon. That's daylight. Look, where is is as daylight, well. yeah, Robbery. Where where it? In
1: which in which city?
2: This is in the Edinburgh International Fringe Festival. Yeah. Oh, you might
1: have wanted to mention that.
2: <laughs> Thank you for your aggressive <laughs> help, Doc. <darling.
1: laughs> you 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 sometimes you're just a dumbass. You know that you know I love you, but Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anybody else have anything to plug? I'd like to plug my podcast, Talking Trailers, where, where I get on famous people and we talk about trailers to movies.
0: It's like, um, that sounds like a good, I,
1: I, it wasn't what I was expecting from you. I thought we had was... Mel Gibson on the other week to talk about uh, the Emoji Movie trailer. <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't pretty.
2: Okay, was look forward pretty.
1: to hearing that one. Um, anybody else? Oh, I
0: think we, uh, we're good. Uh, yeah so yeah as always like and subscribe us some iTunes we uh, your reviews get our profile up there and obviously you can subscribe to us and get a fresh steaming load of faking lit in your iPod thing every Monday. It has to be a better way I've got to nail that plug better I really do have to hit that better but anyway thank you very much for joining me uh, please join us again next week for another uh, scintillating uh, analysis of literature uh, as always support your local bookstores and libraries until next time bye everybody bye goodbye, Bye. goodbye goodbye